So, this is Vibe Drive, episode number 99, baby. And 99 is bringing back one of the best guests I've ever had on this podcast. That is right. I'm talking about the motivational fitness guru, the badass, the techie camera nerd himself, Terry Warfield, is here. And he's coming up next on Vibe Drive, which starts now. What's up, people? This your boy, Viper, the man about tech, and welcome back to another episode of Fight Drive. This is the podcast about tech, hosted by the man about tech, and as I just alluded to, I am bringing in one of the most badass motivational tech people on the YouTube platform. I got to bring my boy, Mr. Up in here, Terry Warfield, and back with up, bro. How you doing? Yo, yo. Look like we live on live on camera. What's up, y'all? What up, Vibe? We are live, baby. We are live. How you doing tonight, man? Ah, uh, man. I, it ain't no point of complaining. Don't nobody give a crap. So I'm fine. I'm, I'm <laughs> fantastic. There you go, man. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for the time. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for having me. No doubt. So I was looking through your current YouTube content, and one video crossed my eye. Um, title was, Can the 2020 iPad Pro Replace? A MacBook Pro. Mm. I watched the video, mm-hmm. and I think me and you have similar views about this. But your ultimate conclusion was that no, at least for you, the iPad cannot replace your MacBook Pro. So talk to us a little bit more about how you came to that conclusion and why you feel like you do. Uh, it was actually for a lot of reasons. And by the way, I hope y'all are doing all right tonight. And I got I got to say something real quick, okay? Go ahead. Today, y'all. Bless somebody in some type of way. All right, ain't no such thing as a small blessing. So I've been putting that out there every single day, man. Whether it's with money, whether it's buying somebody something, whether it's helping somebody out, whether it's giving somebody information, just every single day, man, with all this hate in the world, bless somebody in some type of way. All right, now that we get on, let's get on to the meat potatoes. Okay, so why did I ultimately conclude the iPad Pro? Uh, it's not a laptop replacement, and, and I'll say. For some people, it could be right because it depends on what you're doing. If you just, you know, just regular content creating, hey, you just need to make YouTube videos, you just need to make a few thumbnails, you just need to get on social networks, stuff like that. Then, yeah, for some people who don't have a computer, then it could be a laptop replacement because for a lot of people, they get laptops just to do what get on social media, get on Twitter, maybe put a YouTube video or two together. Except for me, however, I'm a, I guess what you call a power user. I need more than what the iPad Pro can offer as a primary machine. It's a lot of stuff for me that the Pro just can't do, right? And some of this stuff I talked about in the video, but I'm going to just run through a few things. Number one is the lack of a true file system. Uh-huh. That to me is a huge, it's a huge bottleneck, man. Like when I'm when I'm going through and I'm copying gigabytes worth of stuff, photos, videos from one hard drive to another drive, or you know, it's just it's a complete bottleneck. And on top of that, if they don't, if they don't add a progress wheel or progress indicator when you are transferring files with an iPad, yeah. I'm gonna lo- I'm not gonna cuss on your stream, but I'm gonna lose my marbles, man, because <laughs> I have no clue. I have no clue if my files are done transferring and I'm just sitting there like, yep. you know, 
twiddling my thumbs waiting for the files to get done transfer and not knowing how much progress they've made. So it's number one, the lack of a true file system. Number two, the biggest thing for me, and I will say since getting this iPad Pro, it is still my favorite device. I'm just throwing that out there. I have noticed since getting it, I do not pull out my MacBook Pro as much because a lot of things I can accomplish on the iPad Pro right on my lap is faster in a lot of stuff than my MacBook Pro. Plus, I can touch it and use it, you know, to interact with it. So for me, the major bottleneck is the lack of Final Cut Pro. Mm-hmm. It's the lack of Final Cut Pro. Yes, you can get stuff done with Luma. I mean, yeah, with Luma Fusion. Luma Fusion, right. You could get stuff done with Luma Fusion, but it is a like a lot of stuff that I need to do in Final Cut Pro either doesn't exist in Luma Fusion yet. And that's not to discredit Luma Fusion because for for what Luma Fusion is, it's freaking incredible. But there's a lot of stuff I can't do in Luma Fusion. You can't audio sync in Luma Fusion. You cannot speed ramp. And y'all know I'm the slow-mo king. I need my speed ramping, man. And there's just like, too many workarounds you have to do in Luma Fusion to accomplish the same thing that you can accomplish in one step in Final Cut Pro. And a lot of stuff you can accomplish. So like for those quick edits where I just need to put together like a little snippet of a video for Twitter or something like that, yeah, Luma Fusion can work. But for example, like I don't, I don't know if you watched that last video I did like, where I was using the Mavic Air 2. There's no way I could have did that video on the iPad Pro just because it was it was too complex from start to finish to be able to do it on the iPad Pro. And then um, those are my my main two pain points with the iPad Pro. That's why I could never replace it for me. Oh, number three, live streaming. I, you can't live stream from an iPad Pro. If you can, slap me because I ain't figured it out yet. But like I'm getting into live streaming gaming. You know, I've been working on a lot of projects with, you know, I, that's irrelevant, but involving a lot of live streaming, right? And you just can't get that stuff done with the iPad. Like I'm live streaming right now with my A7 III because I appreciate the quality. I want the HD. I need that butter. Yep. And I just can't get it with the iPad Pro. So those are the three main pain points for me that prevent me from ditching my MacBook Pro for iPad. Yeah, you bring up some very good points. Um, You can live stream with the iPad, but it's not nearly as feature rich and robust as live streaming with a Mac, uh, MacBook or a laptop right. or PC for that matter. So you're right about that. But I feel like you, man. I, the iPad Pro is one of my favorite devices. I got the Magic Keyboard. I use it every day. I use it a lot more than my, my MacBook Pro because, like you said, it's easier and more accessible. And most of the stuff that I do on my MacBook, I could do on my iPad. But could it replace my MacBook Pro full-time? Hell no, man. Like you said, I need Final Cut Pro. I need those pro-level applications. that, yeah, man. And I need a machine that allows me to do pro-level things that my MacBook Pro allows for that the iPad simply just can't do. Not to say that the iPad Pro is not capable of devi- is not a capable device because of course it is. Oh, it absolutely it, is. But it is not touching what the MacBook Pro can do right now, yeah. at least for me. But yeah. I understand that for a lot of people, it can. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's I think it's there. It's almost it's powerful enough. I mean, with the chip inside, we all know Apple's chips are about to be running MacBooks Ooh. and iMacs. Ooh. Like the chip, the chip is not the problem. It's the OS that's the limiting factor. If you yeah. could put a touch in, if you could put a touch enabled Mac OS on an iPad Pro, game changer, game changer, um, straight game mm, changer. Mm. And we know, like I said, like I've been telling you guys, Apple have been working on Project Catalyst for the last what three, four, five years, yep. trying to integrate all these apps to work across all these platforms. So at some point, with their Mac transitioning over to ARM and using Apple's own silicone. We probably will see a touchscreen Mac at some point. And then, like I said, 
that's gonna be interesting, no doubt, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts, dude. I can't wait. Hey, it, I don't wait for that. Gonna be real, man. Gonna be real. So we need to go into story time because yes, sir. <laughs> it wasn't too long ago you did not have an A73, and I remember how you were like dreaming of the day that you can get an A73. Yeah, but then something happened that allowed you to get an A73. So I don't know how long the story is, but do you have time to go into how you acquired? Hell your yeah, A7 I got III? time. I got nothing but time. I was, go, baby. Yeah, so I, I preface this stream with like always paying it forward, right? Always blessing somebody in some type of way, which that's how I live every single day. Uh, anybody that knows me personally will tell you I'm always trying to teach somebody something, help somebody, whether it's money, whether it's favors, whatever it is. I'm always trying to like uplift and empower people, however way I know how. You know what I'm saying? So when I wanted this a seven three years, it ain't the best camera out there, but it was the camera that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And, you know, at that time, I'm just going to keep it real. Like I couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? And I haven't told anybody this story. So it's good that you asked this question. So Jitter, uh, your average consumer, some of y'all may know him, some of y'all may not. He ran a contest in collaboration with Sony where basically it was like, yo, tag your favorite creator. You know what I'm saying? Um, whoever get the most votes or it was something like that. They get, or, no, they got randomly selected, I think. And my guy Mika ended up winning, with, winning, which he he didn't have a camera either. So, you know, I was happy for him because he he couldn't afford a camera at that time either. Two or three days later, I wake up to a DM. And it's strange because I always like wake up to these random DMs with these crazy opportunities. <laughs> and it was it was Judner. And he was like, yo, Terry, I know you didn't win, but so many people tagged your name when it came to this A7 III. I mean, like, I'm not blowing smoke. Like, it had to be like legit 150 people that tagged my name. Y'all, y'all, you, you know, it was like everybody was tagging my name on that. Oh, yeah. And Judner was like, yo, I've been watching you. I've been looking at your content and I can't find a more deserving person on this earth that should that not not to discredit what Mika got. But he was like, you you should have based off the amount of people that tagged you obviously got one. So he was like, yo, what's your address? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yo, back up, shorty, like back up. Yo, I don't I don't even I don't take stuff from people. You know what I'm saying? I'm a giver, but don't I don't want you buying me socks. Don't buy me McDonald's. I don't want. No, I will buy it. Because I, I just like I've been burned so many times with people doing something for me. And then when when they when, when SA, you know, SH hit the fan, then they want to throw in my face what they did to what they did right. for me. I, I, that's not cool to me. So I don't do that to other people. And I don't like for people to do things for me. So at first I'm like, nah, no, nah, I'm cool, bro. He's like, no, no, seriously, dude. Like, I really want to bless you. Like, I see you got a family. You work hard. You motivate people. Your videos are top notch. Let me bless you one time. I'm like, yo. So I'm like, at first, no, I'm going to talk to my wife. She like, if somebody trying to help you as much as you help other people, let them help you. Like, get the pride, throw your pride out the window, get out your own way. And if somebody is trying to help you, let them freaking help you. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, man, I'm like, all right, what's the catch, bro? <laughs> he like, man, <laughs> what's the address, dude? So, so I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm like, is this like, is Sony giving me this camera? He was like, no i'm like well how are you doing it he was like bro what's the address <laughs> what's the, what's my the man address? said stop interrogating him and give him the damn address <laughs> so so basically judner paid out of pocket dog two g's mm -hmm. two g's to send me a camera that and 
it wasn't like I didn't have a camera. I had a camera already, but like th it's just a testament if you you never know who is watching you, man. I, I say that all the time. You never know who is watching you. You and me both. And you know, at first it was very difficult for me to accept it. Um, because you know, we men, we got pride, man. No, I don't, I don't need your money, dog. I don't need you doing nothing for me. But this was a, you know, I did it. And I'm still appreciative of him to this day for doing that for me. You know what I'm saying? I reach out to him. I ain't gonna say all the time, but every so often I just hit him up like, yo, bro, I know you didn't have to do that, but thank you. You have no clue how much it meant to me. And that's one of the things that every single day I wake up and I, again, even though this camera may not be nothing to you, it's just a, a camera to other people. To me, it was like, a, it was a dream camera for me that I couldn't get because I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at a point in my life where my money's straight, you know what I'm saying? Everything is cool. And because of gestures like that, I wake up every day and I, I do so much stuff off the radar that I don't talk about. Like, you know, a lot of y'all saw me during the quarantine, like shooting money to nurses and stuff like that publicly. Not 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 to say that I'm doing something for somebody, but to, to motivate people that good people are still out there. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's how I happen, man. And, and every day I pay it forward in some type of way. So that, that is crazy. Shout out to Jenner if, if you're watching this, man. I appreciate you still to this day. No doubt, man. Shout out to you and Jenner for being good people, legitimate dudes. Let me tell y'all something about Jenner, though. I asked this man to come join me on my birthday live stream a couple of years ago. Obviously, this dude has over 2 million subscribers. I had no idea if it would happen or, happen or not. I just extended the invitation, hoping I, maybe, maybe I'll get lucky and he'll come. I didn't expect him to come. Wow. Tell me why. On a date night with his wife, this man showed up in my birthday stream, man. That's crazy. I'm like, bro, you on a date? You out with the wife? Like, out with the wife. Now, he didn't have to do that. He stayed for a few minutes and chatted me up on my birthday. And I, I, I cannot tell you how I appreciated that because he didn't have to do that. Again, he is out with his wife at dinner, but still picked up his phone and dialed into my stream just to talk to me for a minute and wish me happy birthday. So when we tell you all that Jutner is legit people, that man is legit people. Yeah, man. And you, you got to really put, <clears throat> I mean, you got to call a spade a spade, right? He got, like you said, 2 million subscribers. And you, you got to kind of call a spade with everybody with a larger platform. You know, for him to take time out of his day, when you, at, you know, think about like at the level we at right now, how much traffic we get you know what i'm saying amplify that times a million <laughs> and think about how many phone calls he get per day messages per day emails per day people tweeting him all day asking for stuff xyz for somebody to still come out of their way and take the time out to come to your stream or to do something like that for me that speaks so highly of somebody man so highly of somebody and i try to pride myself by doing the same thing no doubt man Straight i mean up. like like you said, play it for man. If you if you're getting blessed, then there's nothing wrong with you going out and blessing somebody else. No doubt, man. No doubt. So I told you before we went live that I'm a camera noob and you are the camera expert. So I want to talk to you about some camera basing so because I need a better understanding of what everything is and how it works and things like that. So I see you've been upgrading everything lately. Bro, um, right now I'm on this Sigma 24 to 70 uh, millimeter lens. I don't even know what all that crap means, but it's impressive. I look good, I look nice and crispy tonight. So I'm cool right. with that. Right. All right. So let's start with white balance. What the hell is white balance? So 
all the different colors of the spectrum have a color temperature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, white balance is uh, what's the easy way to explain? It? <laughs> I'll put them on the spot. <laughs> all, right, all right, so I'll give you an example, right? When you go outside at night, or let's just say like around seven, eight o'clock when the sun is set, never wonder how it's kind of orangey outside. It's got like that orange glow to everything. Whereas in the middle of the day, it's like everything is washed out and it's kind of like a, a real bright bluish color, almost white. And it mm. so that's what white balance is. And what 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 doing that in the camera does is <clears throat> it it keeps everything neutral, if that makes sense. So if it's daylight outside outside, you don't want to assign a white balance of a cloudy day because it'll give your footage a blue tone. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because it's trying to match. All of those different presets in the camera have different Kelvin values assigned to them. So letting the camera auto white balance will let the camera do the work with trying to make sure that your your colors and everything are as balanced as possible based off of the ambient light. Mm -hmm. I may may not be explaining it the right way, but the easiest way to understand it is to go through and go into your camera's white balance menu and just go through the presets. You'll see how each one of those white balance settings affects how your footage looks. So typically the camera will do it by itself. And you know, the a7 III is pretty good at it, but there are times where like you may be shooting outside, right? You're doing a video and clouds might cover the sun and that might change the the temperature of the overall light that's coming from the sky. You know what I'm saying? So it's always good when you're filming to set it manually. So if it's broad daylight, you want to go into your camera setting set the white balance for daylight if it's cloudy outside set it for cloudy let the camera do the work for the most part like so i always recommend to manually set white balance just because you don't want your i had a video it was uh when i was shooting that sigma 16 millimeter versus 24 millimeter video and the white balance shifted on me mid video because the light right from over there in the corner it went from sunny to cloudy because some clouds um covered the sun up and you can literally see mid video where it went from super orange to like a real cool color while the camera was trying to balance the the white balance so yeah <laughs> so i, I hope that made sense no doubt all right um next let's talk about iso now i have a, a little bit of an idea what iso is and what it does and i think it just uh is it, re- is it does it relate to how much light the lens takes in or what exactly is iso no iso so th- this whenever anybody asks me about iso this is how i explain it you know how have you ever had a car amp installed in your car like for a sound system or any type of amp period like an me amplifier no. me no but i know what okay. you mean yeah so amplifier like for audio for example you turn it up it makes the it, it, it it's it's game right so it's amplifying the audio signal to make it louder. The problem is the more you turn that amp up, more distorted that audio is going to get. ISO is the same thing, but it's just dealing with the sensor and the camera. So ISO is just the sensitivity of the sensor. So typically it's the last thing you want to touch because the higher you crank that ISO, the crappier your image is going to get. However, with the a7 III, it is a high ISO beast. So a lot of shots, like some cameras, may the image might fall apart at ISO 800. The A7 III, you can go to ISO 4000, and it'll be just as clean. So ISO is like the camera's sensitivity. You kind of, like, anytime you increase ISO, you're cranking up the sensitivity of the sensor to light. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So 
maybe I was maybe I was uh, mis- uh, mistaken ISO with exposure, right? Or what? What is exposure? Well, exposure is um, all of those things combined, like shutter speed, ISO, aperture. They all go into adjusting your exposure. So all the exposure is is the amount of light hitting the sensor. Uh-huh. You use these different pieces to adjust the overall exposure to, to get the look you want. Um, typically, all cameras have an exposure meter. So I don't know if you ever paid attention to like the bottom of your screen. So at the bottom of your screen, there's a little meter that says plus or minus zero. And then there's notches on the right side and notches on the left side. That's the exposure meter. So that's let you know zero means that the camera thinks that this is a perfect amount of light coming in. All right. If it's to the right of that zero, that means that you are overexposing. So either your shutter speed is too high or too low. Your aperture is either too wide or uh, closed down too much or your ISO is too high. And the cameras tell you, hey, this is too much light coming into this camera. If it's on the other end of the zero, so it's going back the left way, then that's telling you, hey, there's not enough light coming into the camera. So all exposure is, is the amount of light hitting the sensor in the camera. And then the camera is reading that and giving you a value. But you use shutter speed, ISO, aperture to control the exposure. Gotcha. Okay. Very detailed explanation. Thank you for the explanation, man. No doubt. All right. So as most of you guys know, as Terry know, I just brought a new camera lens. I got the Sigma 24 to 70 millimeter F2.8. What's that? I said you dropped the bag. Don't remind me. Don't remind me. Which I'm using right now. It looks pretty good. But anytime that we are talking about camera lenses, there's always talk of focal length. So what is focal length exactly, Terry? And what does it have to do with lens and things? Uh, Focal length, what it is technically, when they say millimeter, it's the amount of millimeters from the, like, like, the piece of glass to the sensor or something like that. It's some scientific crap that I ain't got time for. <laughs> <laughs> to make it make sense, the focal length is kind of equivalent to the field of view. So the lower the number, the wider the lens is, right? The higher the number, then the more punched in the lens is. So you got a 24 to 70. Mm-hmm. At 24 millimeters, it should be, it's wide. It's not super wide, but it's wide enough to get like your head, maybe some of your chest in it sitting up close on the camera at 70 then it's like a telephoto lens so if you had the camera sitting right where you at at 70 millimeters it wouldn't even be able to focus on you number one but number two you will want to use that like if you wanted to take a picture of a bird in the tree or you want to snipe a picture of somebody from across the park uh, from across the um you know sidewalk (laughs) um but yeah in general the higher the number especially when you got zoom lenses, the higher the number is the furthest it can punch out. The low, the low number is the widest that it can punch out. Gotcha. Shout out to those of y'all that are listening on audio only this week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Vibe Drive with my man, Terry Warfield. I appreciate you guys listening each and every week. If you would like to support the podcast, there will be links in the show notes for you to do that. It is not required, but anything that you are willing to do is greatly appreciated. Also, if you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcast, please consider leaving a rating or review as it helps more people discover the podcast. And that is what we want. Like I've been telling you guys, I'm trying to get this podcast back into the top 200 of tech podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So help me out by leaving that rating or review. Appreciate you guys listening on audio each and every week. 
Shout out to Gabe Black for the super chat for the next link. Dude, I'm, there will be no next link. This thing called over G. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm not buying no more lens for a while. I'm straight, but I appreciate the super chat, man. Yeah, technically, T, what you're looking at right now is the Sigma, man. It is, it is legit. This is serious glass. Although the problem is my natural lighting keeps changing, so I'm keep getting darker and darker. Uh, luckily, I got to go box the uh, Godox up here. I can like add more light. I'll yeah, look. but see, this is where the power of that A7 III can help you out, dog. So you can bump the ISO on the A7 III and <clears throat> bring in a whole lot more light instead of having to add additional lights. The A7 III is crazy, dog. Oh, I I, I believe it. That's why I wanted it, man. I remember when I got it uh, last year, I'm like, man, this is the camera. All the big dogs use, I want it. And luckily, I got a bonus last year. So I'm like, you know what? I'm getting an A7 III. And I got it, man. Man, this camera's amazing, bro. No it doubt. You basically see in the freaking dark. <laughs> yeah, so I've heard, man. I heard the low light wow. is, is legit, man. Let's pick up there. Uh, if a lot of times when we're talking about photography, Terry, especially as it relates to cameras and smartphones too, we talk about low light. And I think as you just uh, alluded to, low light is basically how much your camera can see in the dark. So can you explain a little bit more about low light and yeah, having some, a good low light? Some some cameras are trash at low light, dog. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> I think El Jefe put in there like he got a Canon SL2, which obviously is it don't cost nowhere in, anywhere near a seven three. But usually with the cameras, with the bigger sensors, they're they're better in low light, man. I saw a video with the a seven three. It was like a year ago, I think, where it was my dude on his bike. I don't know if you saw that video, but we shot that video. Some of them clips in that thing were like ISO 4000, which is which is crazy. But um, I mean, in general, like it's just. Typically, the bigger the sensor in the camera, the better it is in low light. Sony has some type of way figured out how to get cleaner low light footage than any like consumer grade full frame camera out there. Um, it ain't the best. Like it's ob obviously can cameras out there that can do more. But for the money, you, you really can't beat the low light capability of the a7 III. The EOS R is real good in low light. I mean, pretty much any full frame camera. Um is just much better in low light than like your Sony a6000 cameras or Canon 70Ds or SL2s or M50s because they got smaller sensors. Um, and it's the same thing with cell phones. Typically with cell phones, because the sensors are literally like that freaking big. I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> they are trash when it comes to low light. So what, what ends up happening is the software inside the phone cranks the ISO up. And slows the shutter speed to try to let in as much light as possible. That's why in in most cases, cell phones are garbage in real light. It, I mean, the modern phones are a little different because you got like Google's um, software wizardry where they can do like uh, they do a whole lot of behind the scenes stuff. And the Apple is real good, too, with all this night sight and all that stuff now. But typically, yeah, I mean, for low light stuff, you want to grab the camera. No doubt, man. Yeah, definitely. You want a bigger sensor than which we get on the uh, what we get on these smartphones. No doubt, man. No people doubt. be expected too much from smartphones. <laughs> man. This, I, since we talk about it, like yeah, I, people, I'm sick of the snobs. Like CJ always say, man, the snobs are ridiculous, dude. Like people get iPhones. Like this camera is terrible in low light. It's a sensor that's the size of an eraser. Like what do you expect? <laughs> if you People have all these complaints about cell phones. Dude, get a freaking camera if you want to make all these complaints because it sucks in low light. I ran over. <laughs> no, no, but you make a good point, though. I think because the smartphone cameras have gotten so good over the past decade, people come to expect a lot more from a smartphone than what it's really capable of, especially as it relates to photography and 
the way pictures look and in the different features. Like, it's okay if your smartphone has night mode or night sight or whatever you call it, but it's not going to live up to a DSLR or a mirrorless camera and yeah. what those cameras can do. Stop playing. It's not, not, it's not, not even in the same game, not even in the same league. But you know what they say, Terry? I think the biggest thing is they always say the best camera is the one you have on, have on you at that time. And That's a fact. The smartphone is what we have on us. That's a fact. And, and I got to say, like, smartphones have come a long way. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? You can't beat physics. You say, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't <laughs> beat physics. If you want more light, you want better photos, get, in most cases, a better sensor. But they are doing some amazing things with freaking software. Like, night mode and all of that crap that they got now, where it's basically... I mean, it's nothing that you can't do with a regular camera and software on your computer, but it's doing it all on board right in the phone right after you snap the picture, which is nuts. It's bumping the ISO, you know, lowering the shutter speed, taking the photo, sometimes taking multiple photos, merging them together, applying noise reduction, adding sharpening, spitting it out. Boom. All, all within like 30 seconds, if that. It's, it's freaking crazy, man. I mean, the pixels became famous because of the way they apply bokeh after you take a picture. I'm like, wow. It's crazy. Like, I wish they would take some of this. And Sony has started to do it with that ZV-1, taking some of these smart features and putting them in camera. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about taking over the game? <laughs> make, make a Sony A6100 with smart features built into it where people don't even have to worry about picking up a computer. Letting them change the bokeh after the shot and all that stuff in freaking camera man they they them things won't stay on the shelf oh no doubt so like i said i'm a camera new but before i make any big money purchase i do my research because what self-professed person wouldn't do their research if they're making a purchase that's up north of a thousand dollars right yeah. so when i was doing my research obviously when you were talking about buying a lens i mean there's a lot that goes into buying camera lens and things like that but the the main name that i kept coming across in my lens research Obviously, you got Sony, they make their own lens, and you got Sigma, and then you got Tamron. Now, when I was talking about upgrading my gear on Twitter, Everyday Dad immediately piped up and said, dude, get the Sigma 24 to 70 millimeter. It'll be the last lens you ever need. It'll do everything that you need. Um, I think uh, a couple other people suggested that I should look at the Tamron lens. And then obviously, like I said, Sony makes their own lens. So, Terry, what are your thoughts on these different types of lens? You got Sony, Tamron, Sigma. What are your thoughts on all of them? Oh, man. I, I knew you was going to go here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I knew you was going to go here. I'm just going to throw this out there. Sigma per dollar, per dollar, right, value per dollar, are the best lenses out there. I'm not saying that they're the best lenses out there, but value per dollar, Sigma makes the best lenses. Now, if you want to eliminate price from the equation, uh, obviously, Sony ma makes the best lenses for Sony cameras because it's freaking Sony. Right. They make they make it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know what's crazy? Tamron. I, I And I've recently been connected with Tamron, so I've been reviewing some of their lenses and stuff like that. I really like what Tamron is doing because they're bringing like G Master level quality optics, not lenses, but optics at a much more affordable price. So for example, that Tamron seven that Tamron 17 to 28 F2 only like 800 bucks. The Tamron 28 to 75 is like 800 bucks. So those two lenses right there cover basically what everybody needs them to do at a cheaper price point than typically you can get with most other manufacturers. 
Um, the 24 to 7 that you got from Sigma <clears throat> is awesome as well. I haven't had a chance to test that one out, but I've heard some really, really good things. But in general, me personally, I'm always going to recommend, yo, whatever camera system you got, go with the native lenses if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, then Tamron does make some great quality. I think T said he loves Tamron glass, but not a huge fan of their Boca, but still gets the job done. I don't know, man. I got, I still got the 70 to 180 in the box over there. And I did, a, I did two videos on that lens because that lens is freaking incredible, dog. <laughs> the Boca <laughs> and everything. But um, I think as a whole, like Sigma, Sigma has it from a value per dollar. And, and their lenses are top notch construction, image quality. Like they, they like rival G Masters at half the cost. Yeah, that was, uh, that was one of the big things I heard about this 24 to 70 when I was doing research. People kept saying that, dude, this lens is almost as good as the Sony G Master at like Terry said, at half the, the cost. Price. Crazy. Yep. I, I just think it's dope that we have such good glass available for all these camera systems, dog. At a, at a cheaper, like, barrier of entry. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a solid 28 to 75, I mean, 24 to 70, a good one is always, like, like $2,700, $2,800. in 24 to 70s, the L series, man, you talk about spending some money. So I just appreciate that all these other manufacturers, since mirrorless came around, like it's a lot easier for these camera companies to make lenses for for the respective manufacturers. No doubt, it's nice that you uh, all these different cameras got their own little ecosystem, or you can go outside of their ecosystem like Sony. You can get Sigma lenses, you can get Tamron. I think it's the same way with Canon, and you got Nikon and Fuji. I yep. mean, the camera game has heated up a lot in the last three to four years, man. So it's it's very competitive out here, and everybody's making pretty damn good products. You still got companies like Viltrox too, where they've been making a lot of noise and they like I got they 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 85 millimeter and it's just as good as the Sony one for half the cost. So you got a lot of these smaller companies too that are trying to come in the market at a competitive price. And it's just it's all around better for us at the end of the day. I, I'm cheap. I don't like spending money. So I get these cheap lenses that look just as good as if not better than their native counterparts, man. Sign me up. Hey, no doubt, man. I before I got this lens, I was considering the uh the Sigma 16 uh 16 millimeter f 1.4. And and you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, you Viper, you should you should rock with that. But then, like I said, then everyday dad chimed in, like, yo, you want a lens, you gotta go look at that 24 to 77 or uh, 24 to 70. You won't need anything else. I'm like, All okay. Right. I'm like, it's probably pricey, but man, you like, go against everyday dad right now. Oh, I'm go gonna go ahead. against them, okay. Gary is right, the 24 to 70 is the most versatile lens out there whether it's sony canon whatever it's the most versatile lens out there but for i think about the type of content you make which is mainly like talking head stuff sitting right. in the studio a little bit of b-roll i don't know that i mean I, I guess it's good that you got a lens you can grow into if next year you want to get into like street photography or whatever but like that Sigma 16 millimeter is nuts, dude. That lens, I I got it right over there. I still use that lens to this day. I mean, if you could afford it, obviously, yeah, but I don't know, man. That Sigma 16 millimeter for the price is hard to argue with. Because man, like you get f2.8 with the lens you got now, but you can pull in even more light and get even shallow, shallower depth of field, meaning you can get even blurrier backgrounds with that Sigma. And it's it's three hundred dollars. To be honest with you, dog, my first 
year on YouTube was straight Sigma 16 millimeter. On a on a seven three or on like an a sixty three hundred is twenty four millimeters, which is a super versatile focal length for YouTube stuff. So that was my first lens for YouTube, and I rolled with it, and I made it work in every single situation, and I sold a lot of them too because I made so many videos on that freaking lens. <laughs> <laughs> but no, real talk, man. Yeah, I mean the twenty four to seventy, you definitely can grow into. So that's the that's the a good thing about it, but. For what you do, it might be a little overkill for now, but you never know. Your needs might change in six months. You know what I'm saying? So he is right in that regard where you'll never need another lens, 70 millimeters. Like, unless you decide that you want to start doing bird photography or, you know. <laughs> I don't think you know? so. I don't see Viper out there doing bird photography. Do y'all see Viper out there doing bird photography? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> now, somebody else, Brian, brought up a good point that Sigma 18 to 35 is also a great freaking lens. The only issue is with the Sigma 18 to 35 is a crop sensor. I mean, the Sigma 16 is a crop sensor lens, too. So I guess that, yeah, I guess whatever. But that's a super, that's a very popular lens, too. Yeah, like I said, everybody kept talking about the Sigma 16 uh, to the 16 F1.4, man, no doubt. All right, Terry, we did we need to tell a lifelong camera debate right now. You the camera expert. I'm already know, out looking I, in. I know what you're about to say. You know, oh, you know what I'm going, right? Go ahead. So, Terry. Who truly has the better autofocus? Is it Sony or is it Canon, Terry? Let oh, us know, baby. Let us know. Man. Look, <laughs> you, honestly, right now, I think they are neck and neck. No, it's not. Dual pixel is legit, dog. And listen, man. Let me let me let me say this. Let go, baby. Let go. Listen, I love Sony right now, but I'm not no I'm not a son, I'm not a Sony loyalist. You know what I'm saying? If the Canon R6 comes out and it's wiping the floor at an affordable price point that I can get into the ecosystem with and it has all the features I want, I, I will jump ship without hesitating. Okay. Sony suits my needs right now. But that doesn't mean that Fuji or Canon or whoever can't sway me in the other direction. However, back to the question dual pixel on the Canon. And I've used them both. I've used the Canon EOS R. I've used the Canon 50, not extensively, but I've used I've used it enough to know what it's like. And the A7 III. I have to give the slight, and I mean very slight, advantage right now to Sony. I got to give it to Sony. I do. <clears throat> I just think um, Sony is, uh, I mean, their autofocus system, like just the amount of focal focus points, they have two, without getting into the technical stuff, I think Sony's better right now, but not by much. <laughs> May, if we judge it on a scale of 100, if I'm putting Sony at 100, I'm putting Canon at 97. Okay, that's pretty fair. Speaking of Sony, you just made a video about their newest release, the ZV-1. So yeah. talk to us about your experience about uh, with the ZB1. I'm about to make another video about that camera. That, <clears throat> hey man, I wanted to hate on that camera so freaking bad. I did, cause I, I I got a gripe with Sony, man. I I love them. They know I love them. I tell them this stuff. And, and when I talk to my Sony people, I, I'm not I'm not like I tell them what I don't like. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy part is they listen. Like, um, and that's one thing that I guess like from talking to my people at Sony, like they have actual round table meetings where they bring up specific examples of people saying X, Y, Z on Twitter and Reddit and stuff like that. Like them, they actually listen. 
I love Sony, <clears throat> but at the same time, I'm sick of the same thing over and over. It's it's like the same thing is just getting copied from camera to camera to camera to camera. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When it comes to like uh, codex, when it comes to frame rates, like none of them are doing anything new except for obviously bringing eye autofocus and stuff like that. So when I saw another camera from Sony with the same stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, why, 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 why? So anyways, when I got the email, like, yo, we got them in stock. We send you one. I'm like, send it then. Send it. I don't even want it, but send it. <laughs> and I got it. And I had to take a step back at that point because, like, if they were, wait, I'm getting to all that micro USB. I'm getting to all that. If they were marketing this as the ultimate camera for everybody, then I'd have an issue with it. But they didn't. They said, that this camera, yo, this camera, the ZV-1 is made for content creators and vloggers. And from that perspective, then it's fantastic. As a whole camera, it's, no, it's not. But as a, as doing what it's advertised to do, content creation, making things simple, making stuff like getting background blur from a person who has no clue what a freaking aperture is, there's a button for it, like, Yes, it, it it fulfills that need and it does it. it, it I, it's hard for me to hate on that camera. It's hard because it's got so much stuff packed into that little body at a 750 price point, which is, I mean, I think it's a tad little expensive, but it ain't like out the ballpark like the RX100 Mark 7 was. Um, overall, even though I hate micro USB, <laughs> unacceptable, I hate... Um, not being able to touch the freaking screen to get to the menu. I hate that. And I, I don't under, I've said this to Sony. I don't get it. Y'all have engineers that can basically create anything you want to. You make the most sophisticated cameras out there. Well, some great, I should say. Like, it, it can't be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Y'all make cell phones that have UIs. You make TVs that have UIs. Can't be that difficult to come up with a team of software engineers who can instead make a touch like make a touch interactive graphic interface panasonic has it fuji has it canon has it um everybody has it except for sony why but aside from those two things micro usb and not having a real touch interface i think that camera's lit dog it is i mean you you saw that video man footage out of that camera is crispy i'm talking about crispy and being able to shoot at f1.8 at 24 millimeters means you get some solid b-roll with bokeh and it's 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 dope and it's the same focal range that the as the lens you got is 24 to 70 but the aperture changes but you pair that with all of these frame rates that it has amazing 4k um a flip out screen you know what I'm saying? A versatile focal like man, that camera is lit. That camera is lit. I said I was gonna buy one, but I'm not because I gotta save my coins for that PS5 when it drop. But it's <laughs> it's lit. It's lit. Yeah, all the early uh, all the early reviews that I saw, um, people seem to really enjoy that camera. Definitely, Terry Wolfield bringing all types of camera information tonight, man. I appreciate the info, man. Like I said, I'm a camera news. I don't know any of this stuff, so nice to be able to I sit might- down and talk to you. I might be jumping, man. Listen, they just Canon just said that that R five and R six about to get announced on July 9th, man. So whew, we about to see what's about to happen. All right, Terry. So I got another question about the the Sony as related to the ZV one. 
So the ZV1 has something that we have been clamoring for on Sony camera for a while now, that being that articulating screen. So is there any chance of that coming to their full frame camera? Because right now, not so much. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He just said that. He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> because here's the thing. Like, before I got a Sony mirrorless camera, I had a Sony SLT. They had a, another camera technology called Single Lens Translucent. Some crap like that, all right? But it was a large camera, but it had a fully articulating screen on it. I think they took it out with the A7 series because they were trying to keep it small. They were trying to keep a smaller camera, and obviously that rotating mechanism takes up a lot of space, at least the one that they had on the camera before. I don't know if they're going to do anything about it or not. I would hope so with as many people have complained about it. And you got to think they listened like everything we've complained about. They listened to on the a 6300. We hated it. Why you didn't give us the flip up screen? On a 6400. They fixed it. 6600, 6100. They fixed it. People then complained about, oh man, it flips up. And now it's blocking my microphone. It's blocking my, my cold shoe on the camera, hot shoe on the camera. They listen. The ZV1, it flips to the side. So hopefully it's a good sign of things to come. Um, we shall see because Sony is supposedly uh, releasing the details on the A7S3 mm. within the next two weeks. And also they are uh, rumored to have a new full frame camera. Mm. That is a, it's a budget full frame. It's like the, like the Sony A5 or something like that. Where it's a budget full frame, not a seven four yet, but hey, we about to see. But this is one of them points, man. So if if the Canon EOS R six comes along, guns are blazing, full frame, all the new video codecs that we've been asking Sony for for years, because they keep putting the same crap in it. Crap is a bad word. They keep putting the same thing in every camera. We want more. We want ten bit. We want four K sixty. We want, you know higher higher bit rate video files they've been listening to everything else but if the canon r6 comes along and it's got all of those boxes ticked and sony don't say nothing about the a74 shortly after that hey man man he like, he like bye <laughs> hey hey i'm just being honest and it, it's not and let me also say this man to, to the people that's in the stream you don't need the latest and greatest camera. The, the dope thing about cameras is they last a long time. And new cameras that are groundbreaking when it comes to technology, they don't come along that often. A cell phone, we get a new flagship phone every six months. You know what I'm saying? With cameras, you're looking at new flagships every three or four or five years. And even still with the technology we have now, even the last generation Sony A7s are still more than capable enough for 99% of the people out there. So don't think that you got to you know, gear chase, like, we just tech snobs, you know what I'm saying? We just gotta have the latest and greatest, for no reason, by the way. No reason. <laughs> we don't even need it. We don't even need it. Like, most times, people get new cameras, and it ain't gonna help their production value. It ain't gonna help nothing. But, you know, hey, that's what we do, man. Speaking <laughs> of tech snob, Terry, you put out a tweet a few days ago about how people are arguing uh -oh. about, uh, about, uh, which phone is better, things like that. I think you were getting a little perturbed, man. So yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. <laughs> like, it's, it's just dumb. Like, listen, man, I will have a I will have a rational conversation with anybody as long as it's rational. But I've like 
when I was doing cell phone videos, I'm looking at my video. It's my internet connection that's causing that. That's what it is. Thanks, Time Warner. Um, but anyways, I look at some of these people in the comments literally having wars with each other, calling people out their names. You're an idiot, iPhone, FTW, uh, Android. Just like at the end of the day, man, I don't care what kind of phone you use it. I could care less what phone you are using. If you just want to have a debate about features or whatever, for conversation's sake, that's one thing. But for people that are literally sitting there arguing with people, attacking them with slurs, etc., over freaking cell phones, y'all are idiots. Idiots, man. Their cell phone, it's a phone. You want to argue about something, argue about all of these global issues we are having right now. Y'all are arguing about mobile devices. That honestly are no better than each other is really pick your poison. Which one, which one works better for you? Is that you know what I'm saying? People are arguing over and you know what it is? It's a sense of people, people need to protect their investments. People feel <laughs> like they need to protect their they need to self-validate for the money that they've spent for this fifteen hundred dollar cell phone. And anybody, anybody that makes them feel like my purchase may have been in vain or my purchase was wrong, that's when they go into defense. At the yep. end of the day, it's your money. I don't care if you bought raisins with that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, right, right. it's your money. And I just can't understand. I mean, you go on Twitter and it's just, I mean, endless tweet tweet threads with people going back and forth. Like, y'all are arguing about a freaking phone. I'll never understand it. You know I, people I are crazy. The last time we were on in podcast, Terry, we were talking about how people can't stay out of other people's business, man. So you know how it is. Hey, man. It's ridiculous. It's it's the same thing. I, I say the same thing about you, Viper. Like, a lot of people get straight butt hurt when they see you, like, reaching out to, like, Sarah Dietschy or, you know, XYZ. And I'll just be in the cut, like, why do you care what this man <laughs> is doing? Why? And, you know, it's fair for somebody not to like it. If you don't like it, fair. You have the uh, option to unfollow. And that's as simple as that. If you don't like it, unfollow him. But I just like, I don't get it, man. People sitting there with like a microscope on the, the actions and, and et cetera of, the, uh, of another grown man. I don't understand. I see stuff I don't like all the time. People probably hate some of the stuff I say. I lose followers all the time. Not that I care. But like, unfollow me. I've never sat there and saw something somebody posted and thought, hmm, let me type up this hateful let me type up this hateful response to this other grown man. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's female stuff, man. It's like if you, you don't said like last it, time. It's like you said last time we talked. If you got time to hate on somebody else, you are you not doing enough. the right things in your own life. <laughs> you are directing your energy in the wrong place. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I hate in my head all the time. Just like I mean, that's natural. Everybody does it. I might see it too, like, oh, you're an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I don't agree with that. It's stupid or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, I could, for me to sit there and type something out like, oh, man, you're an idiot because of the phone you chose or you're an idiot because you keep tweeting at XYZ and she's not responding. Like, I just don't follow you. It's just that easy. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if someone is that perturbed with what you're doing, unfollow. And for the people that don't like what I do, I don't care. Just unfollow. You know, it's interesting that you just gave that example of people get mad at somebody for tweeting at somebody and they don't respond and things like that. 
I know a, a little while ago, people got mad at me for tweeting at a certain YouTuber and how she wasn't responding and things like that. Um, uh, all I'm going to say is uh, it, it probably coming. worked. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. All I'm going to say, baby, I can't say too much right now, but all I'm going to say, it's coming, people. It's coming. Listen, man, <laughs> I always say shoot your shot, man. Shoot your shot. Mm. Because so you have you ever sat back and thought about how many opportunities you probably missed out on from not shooting your shot? Oh, all the time when I was growing up, all the time, man. Yeah, for, from not just you know, it's sometimes all it is is asking, yo, can you help me? Sometimes that's all it is. Hey, hey, bro, I know you got XYZ connection. Could is it any way possible that maybe I can help you if you help me? Like, can we help each other? Like, and this is hey, look, if you're listening, man. <clears throat> Shoot your shot. I don't care who don't like it. I don't care who call you stupid because then we'll be the same people when that shot you took worked on your butt trying to be like, oh, I was down with you since day one. Bro, nah, I am just waiting. Like, I am on the cusp of a moment in time. And when I'm able to just go with it, I'm just going to be looking like, ha, I told you. I told right. you. <laughs> you got to shoot your shot, man. I, I think about all the opportunities Ooh, I've had, man. Mm. Like. A lot of them opportunities were just me, even though I didn't feel comfortable greeting or introducing myself. I've been in situations where I was like, you know what? I'm in a room with some powerful people. Hmm. I can either sit here and be a mute and not take advantage or I could get uncomfortable and shoot my shot. And it's gotten me in some major places. So, hey, I, oh, I always God. tell you, man, listen, shoot, when I see you shooting your shot at people, a lot of times you see me like them or retweet them because it takes balls to do that. And people that don't have the balls to do that don't understand it. But to get where you want to go, you got to do things you haven't done. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes Ooh, you got to say it again. Say it stupid. again. He sometimes, just said you got to do things that you haven't done to get where you haven't been. Oh my God. Man, sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to, got to get stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you have to get drastic. And, that's how life works. You know what I'm saying? That's how life works. You keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same thing out of it. Sometimes you got to take the shot. You got to take the shot, man. You, if you, if you, and people, I don't understand that. Like, if you keep doing the exact same thing every day, you cannot accept, you, you can't expect a different output. You keep putting in one plus one, you're going to get two every time. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able, if you, if you want to grow, if you want to, accomplish stuff that you haven't accomplished you got to take some risk and if that risk is you publicly tweeting somebody then i'm all for it i don't care if they call you the stupidest man in the world i'm always gonna have respect for somebody taking that leap of faith and shooting a shot because if you don't then somebody else will and you're gonna be looking at them like damn i should have did it when they did it oh oh are y'all getting all this i hope y'all taking notes you, i hope y'all writing it down i mean Straight damn up. Woo! Straight up, you don't take the shot. Theory. Damn. Hey, it's facts, man. If you don't take the shot, somebody gonna take it for you. And you're Always. gonna be salty. You're gonna be salty if when they take that shot, they hit that joint. You're gonna be Absolutely. Mm hmm Tell them, man. Exactly. The shot that you don't take, somebody else is just waiting to take it. I mean, what, what are you doing? Life is too yeah. short. Like I said earlier, I, I I go back now in the first half of my life when I was a teenager growing up in high school, and all of the shots that I didn't take back in high school, and I just think about myself, damn, dude. You could have had some major opportunities had you just shot your shot in high school. So now yeah. I'm growing up. I know better. I'm like, man, I'm taking all the damn shots now. Give me the yep. ball. <laughs> now, if you just go back and think about how different would your life have been 
if you took the shot back then? How different would your life be now? But that's part of we can reflect on that right now because you got the same opportunity right now. You know what I'm saying? Like you might. OK, we <clears throat> I'm 30, about to be 35. Like I might be looking back when I'm 50, like, man, when I was 35, I could have took that shot and that shot could changed my life. And I didn't do it. So you gotta learn from your past. If you realize that you know, I missed a lot of opportunities growing up, hey, you got time to change it. Take the shot, man. If, Hell you, yeah. if you ain't tweeting out publicly, tweet it out publicly. Hit the hit the brand up. You want to hit a, the worst thing they can say is no. Ask the yep. girl out on a date. You've been wanting to go out on a date with the worst thing she can say is no. No. What if yep. what if what if she really liked you, Bama? You didn't know it. Right. She said, Yeah. But you right. would have never known that if you ain't ask her. So right. that's, that's all I'm saying. You, you got to ask. Hell yeah. This is powerful hey, stuff, y'all. This is powerful stuff. My man CK Tech said something powerful a few weeks ago. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're standing in our own way. Whatever it is, man. Sometimes you got to get out of your own way and just go for it. Exactly. I like to say nothing grows inside your comfort zone. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-mm. Terry Warfield was a Again, excellent conversation, man. Every time we get together, it is straight fire, baby. I appreciate you. Man, I appreciate you having me on here. No doubt. You already know where to find him. His information will be in the show notes or the, wherever you, you guys know. How to, if you're watching this on um, YouTube, you know where to find my man, Terry Wolfe. You know where to find him on Twitter. If you don't, like I said, check the show notes of the podcast. All that good stuff will be there. Shout out to those y'all that listen this week on audio only. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bike Drive with my man, Terry Wolfe, this week. I appreciate it. If you want to follow Terry, all his information will be in the show notes just like last time. So definitely go check this man out. He is the real deal. If you want, like I said earlier, if you want to support the podcast, check the show notes. Nothing is required, but anything that you can do will be greatly appreciated. Also, if you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving that rating or review so we can get this bad boy back into the top 200 of podcasts. Maybe that's what I'm trying to do. But Until the next time, people, this your boy Viper, the man about tech. You know where to find me. So come back for more. Piece of chicken grease.